Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Blaze Reviews. I'm your co-host, Freddie Inferno. And I'm Alex Espinoza, Empty Bandit, Lower East Bandit. And we're back again, finally, after a week off. We took last week off. It was a rough time here in Texas for everybody. So uh, it was just in, in best interest, I think, to kind of just take last week off, uh, reset, realign our goals. And uh, so here we are today with our fourth episode. Um, just going straight into it, my review for this week is for Star Wars Kanan, The Last Padawan. So this is a six-issue uh, little miniseries that is about Kanan Jarrus. He is an important character in the Star Wars Rebels a- animated show. It's a really, really good show, one that I I slept on it for, uh, for a like, good amount of time. And finally, I was like, you know what, like, let me go watch it. And it's been really, really good, and I'm glad that I watched it. And um, this comic kind of goes back. So, like, in Rebels, he's one of the main characters, and he is a former Jedi who was there for Order 66 which, if y'all don't know, is a big thing in Star Wars. Um, and so, like, in this comic, it, it, it kind of goes and guides you back through how, through what, what he experienced during Order 66. And <clears throat> and knowing how important of a character he is in Star Wars and, and in Star Wars Rebels, this comic is really, really good. It shows you a lot of what, of, uh, of the backstory that we don't get in the TV show. So, as far as importance in this, this is pretty important. Um, it is a kind of little like one-off kind of spinoff series, so I don't think anything else will come out of it. Um, outside of that, the, the the power threat, power level on it. I mean, we already know that he's in the main timeline, so we knew that he couldn't get killed in this comic series. So as far as threat level, it's like a lower threat level. It's kind of just more for for story and more for like filling out the background and his like character background. And um. It's really good, though. If, if you're a fan of Star Wars, and especially if you're a fan of Star Wars Rebels, I would recommend it. It's a, it's a great read. Uh, it's pretty quick. It's only six issues. If you can find it, um, I would pick it up, and I would recommend it. It was about 20 bucks for me. So that's my uh, review for this week. I do recommend it if you like Star Wars. It's a great read. Alrighty. <clears throat> it's It sounds interesting. Honestly, I, I need to get into Star Wars more because half of half of the stuff you said I don't even know like Order sixty six I've been hearing a lot of and I don't know what that is <laughs> <laughs> yeah but sounds sounds sweet alrighty guys well I'm gonna jump into uh my second half of Dark Knights I hope y'all ain't getting too bored of all the DC reviews we've been doing um y'all heard, just heard Freddie's review on Star Wars uh, after this uh, we are done with the Dark Knight series um, we do plan to keep keeping up with the spinoffs but uh, we will be talking about other things uh, after this episode so uh, for the second half of uh, Dark Knights um, so as y'all remember from last episode just to give y'all a quick recap uh, Batman and Superman are trapped in the dark multiverse um, and basically trying to escape Uh, so that kind of leaves the Justice League um, with nobody else and they kind of have like no choice but to team up with a few bad guys and just save the rest of the multiverse um and but in doing so they they have to split up in four different teams um so they can find the retrieving uh lost pieces of the ninth medal uh and those four teams were wonder woman dr fate and hot girl uh aquaman and deathstroke green lantern and mr terrific and flash and cyborg and i believe that uh, plastic man was with them as well um so while they're doing all that you know they separate into those four teams um you know, to try to defeat Barbados, Bruce and Clark are trying to um, 
escape the multiverse and in trying to do so they run into the sandman um now the sandman uh he is a dc character not marvel sandman um i've never read anything about him before so i can't tell y'all much of his powers or what kind of character he is but in this series um he seems to be some kind of like spiritual median or something um and when they run into him he explains the story of basically how all this began and how all the life began um how at first there was nothing a spark uh, a spark then created matter and antimatter and with that came three brothers set to monitor all that had been created um and the third being was set to watch over the world forge which was in the center of the dark multiverse uh what the world forge is was uh something that would create universes out of every living being's hopes and fears but any universe that was created um unstable twisted or evil was destroyed by the by the great destroyer uh, and the energies were returned back to the world forge to create more universes um, to be made. The great destroyer, though, was a dragon who later becomes Barbados, the villain behind all of this. And after Sandman explains that story, he tells Bruce and Clark where they can find the a tenth metal, which is stronger than ninth metal and can help them defeat Barbados. Um, and the last of the tenth metal is only in the world forge, but the, the there's a catch to it. Um, the world forge uh how i said every living being it, it creates universes off people's fears and hopes if there is no more hope left in the universe then clark and bruce will not be able to find that 10th piece of metal so bruce uh batman's trying to you know keep his hope alive because superman's already like you know feeling hopeless and stuff uh batman's trying to keep that hope alive so when they get to the world forge they can they can see that that 10th metal light up, uh, you know, and, and help them defeat Barbados. So the pop moment for that issue for me, um, I'm going to give it a five star. And uh, as Bruce and Clark arrive to the world forge, uh, there's someone defending the area and it's Hawkman uh, who also, I said in the past episodes, he was narrating the beginning of the story. Um, he's there, but he's been manipulated and, and uh, you know, his mind's been taken over by Barbados and at this exact same time, Hawk Girl is turning into Lady Deathhawk, who's also uh, manipulated by Barbados. So there's an evil Hawkman, an evil Hawk Girl, um, who have teamed up with Black Adam, who made a deal with Barbados to rule the Dark Multiverse with him. So that was that first issue of the second half. Uh, continuing on with that uh, is just the battles of the of the Justice League against the rest of the Dark Knights. Um, basically, uh, when they were trying to retrieve all of those pieces of the ninth metal they got very close to it but it was kind of a trap because the dark the dark knights uh kind of lured the justice league and used them to do the hard parts of retrieving the ninth metal and at the very last moment when Je the justice league least ex least expected they just come and you know basically kick their ass and take the metal from them um so i give that one a three-star pop moment for that second issue um it, it was just a lot of back and forth a lot of up and down and like literally like halfway through this through this series, like I was really thinking, like, okay, I, I don't think the Justice League is gonna make it through this. Um, and then the next issue, uh, is where an intro to a 53rd universe is introduced, and supposedly this 53rd universe is gonna be able to help save the multiverse. Um, I don't know if you guys remember the last episode as well. I did say that there was 52 known universes, um, to the Justice League at that time. Uh, so again, it's a whole bunch of ups and uh, ups and downs and fighting between the Justice League and Dark Knights. Um, but at the very last page of that issue, um, the 53rd universe, you know, arrives and it's it's basically a universe of super monkeys. So, you know, Batman and Superman and Cyborg and stuff like what you usually see is is the same thing. But 
you know, there's a super monkey, Superman, Batman, you know, monkey, all that. It's, it's kind of hilarious, but it, it, it's still, it was still pretty exciting. Um, I gave that one a five, a five star pop moment. Cause that, that one just had me on the edge of my seat. Um, although, like I said, I felt like, oh, the justice league's not going to win. They're not going to make it through this one on that last page. Seeing that it's like, okay, there's, it, it gives the reader hope, you know, when, and this whole series is about, you know, being hopeless and just being down and out and not giving up. Um, so that was that one. And then for the last issue of this series, um, so Bat- Batman and, and Superman finally get the 10th medal. They they defeat Hawkman um, and they make it out of the dark multiverse. Um, but within doing that, Plastic Man, fi- he was like in an egg shape the whole series because he was just too scared to do anything. Um, so finally, you know, when all this is happening, he 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 kind of like gets out of that egg form and actually does something to help the justice league to defeat Barbados and give Batman and Superman more time to a little more time to get out of the dark multiverse. Uh, and just as he does that is when they, you know, when they come out and Batman gives pieces of the 10th medal to every member of the justice league to help him fight. And the 10th medal like transforms into like, like body armor, you know, on the justice league. And it, it, it just looks fucking sick. Um, so after that, there's a scene where Batman and the Batman who laughs are fighting and it's getting so intense that even the Joker comes in to help Batman defeat the Batman who's laughing. Uh, long story short, they finally defeat Barbados. They lock him up deep in the dark multiverse. And that story ends, but it's not the ending of, uh, I guess you could say, what the Justice League has to expect. Um, the last few pages of that issue, Bruce is basically telling the Justice League, this is this is only the beginning uh, they basically have opened the door now for many more multiverses, good and bad, that can invade or interfere with them. Uh, and it ends with Bruce saying that he has a plan to prepare for everything. Uh, but instead of working behind the Justice League's back, as he did in the beginning of this this whole series and, and story, uh, he's actually talking to, to Clark and Diana and actually telling them his plan and, you know, what, what he has prepared uh, for... For any multi, uh, any universes that might interfere again in the future, so I feel like it showed a lot of character development. Um, it it left the story open for any and everything to happen, which there have been spinoffs off of this. But as a first time reader, it it just it just leaves the it leaves the ending open to to many things that are still yet to come, which I think was good. Uh, so overall, I'd say about four and a half uh, pop moment. Uh, obviously, yeah, threat level was still multiverse and. Uh, importance of the story was was pretty important given how I said it's uh it is a prequel to many spin-offs that have came after. Okay, yeah, and I, I'm 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 definitely ready to start reading this one. Um it 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 seems very like complex and like a lot longer than what I, I've already read. Yeah. But um I'm excited for it though. This this one sounds good for sure. Yeah, it definitely is a little complex. Uh, there was sometimes reading it where I wouldn't get frustrated, but I was like kind of getting confused. Like, man, what's going on? Um, and then, yeah, fi- finally, as you get towards the end of the story, everything starts piecing together. But uh, as I said last episode, too, there is a few like prequels to this story. And then, of course, stories after that, e- that even puts the pieces of the puzzle together even more, you know. Uh, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, and uh, so those are our uh, our comic reviews for this week. Uh, kind of moving on to what everyone's talking about on social media and everything now. Uh, WandaVision. <coughs> so uh, we're going to start with where we left off, which was the Halloween episode two weeks ago. 
Uh, that episode was pretty good. I, yeah. I actually liked it a lot. It did a lot to move the plot forward. Um, it also showed us a lot with like with how the hex kind of worked. We were able to see Wanda leave the hex, and we were able to see her expand the hex as well. Yeah. Um, it was a pretty good episode. Uh, we got to see Quicksilver as a as his dead form, but <laughs> not actual Quicksilver because that's how the MCU Quicksilver died. But that's still the Fox Quicksilver right playing him so it, it it's still kind of confusing in certain points yeah but i think we'll start to learn kind of what's going on here as we go into the end of it here pretty soon this week and next week yeah uh definitely yeah the halloween episode i'm trying to remember what else if anything else big really happened on it um i mean it it did show oh uh, one of her sons uh was able to hear visions cry when he was when he was trying to get outside the hex which kind of leads me to think what his a bit, what his powers and abilities are going to be um, oh, yeah, so um, if they keep him in, I know that. So her son's super names are uh, Wiccan and Speed. Okay. Speed has, of course, the speed for like Quicksilver, right? And then Wiccan has her powers, so he's able to hear voices. He 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 should have like telekinetic powers too. Okay. Um, I know there's a lot of talk about Young Avengers potentially coming in, so we might see the kids stay around. Oh, it it, it all just depends on on how they plan to keep them in the series, on if they plan to keep them in the series. Yeah. But um, moving to last week's episode, which was the the biggest one yet, uh, yeah. we found out that the Agatha is a witch. Behind all of it, yeah. Yeah. That that I was somewhat expecting. Um, I was talking to Freddie before the podcast. Uh, before the series even dropped, I did hear rumors that uh, that – the actress playing that character that she was going to be a villain. Um, but as, as the series started, I started thinking like, well, how she seems, she seems to be just as lost or just as controlled as everybody else. Um, so that, that, that did throw me for a surprise when it showed how, how she has powers just as well. Um, but it does confirm my theory of, I, I knew somebody else was involved the whole time. Um, and as far as like the first shows being like sitcoms, like from the 50s, 60s and 70s and on, uh, I like how this show I feel like it kind of gave that modern family vibe how she was talking to the camera. So I feel yeah. like, they, yeah, they were still trying to stick to that early 2000s sitcom now that they're getting close to the end. Yeah, and um, it's, it was like, and it was interesting to see how she was controlling like a bunch of like little things. So like, was she the one who summoned like Quicksilver? Like, did she go get his body? I think so, yeah. Like, well, it, it it showed that scene where she, where you know it shows her like whirling her hands with you know like she summoned him. So I'm what I'm thinking is maybe she's the reason why why the multiverse is going to be called the multiverse of madness. I'm thinking she's probably bringing or pulling people from the multiverse and using them to her advantage. So I'm thinking she's probably going to be bringing in superheroes from other universes as well, but using them to do her bad bidding. Um, so I, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of more of what, what we're seeing with Quicksilver, um, basically like bad superheroes, if that makes sense. Because uh, I don't know if you caught it, that mid credit scene um, when Monica Rambeau's looking in the attic of Ag- uh, the Ag- Agatha's, not her attic, her basement. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Quicksilver popped up and I was like, okay, he's still around. So... Uh, yeah, and obviously I I can tell he's still being controlled or you know or manipulated by Agatha at that point. So my theory is I think she either she's from another multiverse or she's from you know the the MCU, but she just somehow found out about the multiverse and is using it to her advantage. Yeah, and um, so 
like I'm I'm interested to see if she'll go and start pulling like villains from from, from different things. So like we could see right. her pull like pull uh like Apocalypse or or like Magneto or just like th- there's just so many different people that she could go and pull if she's able to pull people. Yeah. <clears throat> because um I watched yesterday and today I watched uh X Men Days of Future Past and X Men and X Men Apocalypse and Quicksilver in those movies is really good. Like like his scenes are like badass and like how he, Yeah, dude. Like like all yeah. the, the the like slowing effects and stuff. Like it, it it's just really it, <laughs> it's done like like really, really well. And yeah. I wanna see that brought into the MCU, but like is he like it's just like is he still gonna stay dead? Because like like when when Wanda like zoned out, like she saw him like dead, like dead, with yeah, the bullet that, holes. yeah. That confused me because yeah, like you said, you know, Fox's Quicksilver is you know still alive. So if they are gonna bring him in as a, as a multiverse character, I mean, I feel like he'd have to be alive, or you know how you're saying not, you know, he can't be a, the same dead Quicksilver from the MCU, you know. Um, yeah, uh, I forgot where I was going with that, but. Yeah, um, I, I don't think they're going to keep Quicksilver dead. If anything, I think this is their way of bringing him back, is bringing in a multiverse Quicksilver. Um, and yeah, I feel like how you said them, them, the slow motion times, my favorite thing when, he's, when, he's, when he was playing X-Men, I want to say it was X-Men Apocalypse, when he almost tells Magneto, you're my dad, but oh, for some okay, reason yeah. he just don't. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. So I'd, I'd love to see him stick around. And then the other big thing was uh, the the superpower acquisition, I guess, for like Monica Rambeau. And so they're, they're saying either she's Photon or Phasma. Some what is that name mean? like that? Um, no, that, that, oh, that's her, oh, her, that's name, her name. Like okay. in the comics. Yeah. Okay. My thing is um, I did hear, I did hear rumors that her character was going to get powers. I just don't want them to say that Wanda created her and then they count her in like as a mutant or like a gene pool, like you were saying, because I, 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 I've never seen it in the comics where Wanda creates mutants. I have seen where her and her and or Jean Grey um, basically kind of either cause the extinction, extinction of mutants or they basically wipe them out themselves because of how powerful they are. Um, but I've never seen a storyline where it, they're responsible for creating or recreating you know the that mutant bloodline so i i hope that's not what they're doing but that it kind of seems like that's what happened i I feel like the force field that wanda has up is what gave monica those powers so i hope they don't use that to say oh you know basically as as making wanda uh be the creator of the mutants if they bring in the mutants yeah and um so like what happened there was that when the force field like expanded and she went into it twice after the first time, and she went and had her, her like test done. Like, like they said, oh, like, like your 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 cells aren't showing up. Like on picture, they're changing. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So, and the the whole thing like with mutants is it is the X gene, and it's like in your genes, and and like one of the big things in in Days of Future Past, which is an X Men movie, kind of like off topic, but like was that in that movie the the Sentinels, which is the big old like like robots who kill off like like all the mutants. Right, they were able to track the X gene like down the line. So like, even though someone wasn't like, even though someone didn't have powers, they could still have the X gene in them, mm. which could then be activated f- further down the line if they have more kids. 
Right, right. Okay. So they started hunting down like regular humans who had the X gene but who weren't mutants. Yeah. So maybe these people have the X gene in them, and now um, they're being like, well, and, exposed to yeah, like, like if they're inside the the zone or if she force fields past them, like it's it's activating that like like that gene like in them. Okay, if if that was a way, like a path they go down, I'd probably accept that a whole lot more than just straight up, oh, Wanda created us or whatever. Because yeah, that, that does make sense, and I feel like that'd be a that'd be a good way to pass it off to to bring in mutants to the MCU since the, you know they just recently got the rights back to them. Yeah, and um, the the other thing too is that um, it's uh, is that oh, what was I gonna say, man? I I I, I already lost what what i was gonna say but um dang you're it. talking about we were talking about the gene pool how the sense okay yeah, yeah so like what what i was thinking like they could do is like they could have it like introduce it like that uh-huh. and essentially everyone who is, is in westview like turns out to be like some kind of mutant or if if not everyone well then at least some of them yeah and then like that could lead lead to like mutants like in the mcu Okay. Okay. I I feel that. Cause yeah, honestly, I've been thinking. Well, especially after seeing the Agatha episode, now I'm just leading to assume that Agatha's gonna bring in the X Men. Um, and yeah, that's kind of what I meant. Where I I think I'm I think we're gonna see her maybe bring in superheroes from other multiverses. Like yeah, either Wolverine or Cyclops or an Iron Man or something. And yeah, just have them you know manipulated and have them doing her bidding. And and once they finally uh, get away from being controlled from her. Um, I feel like maybe that's when they'll uh, keep keep the mutants or whatever characters they bring in that way. Keep you know that'll be their way to keep them around in the MCU. Yeah, and like there, there's still just there's so many things that 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 they can do, and this is still without even like talking about like what's going on in the show. Like we like yeah. is is like Monica gonna end up fighting Scarlet Witch? And I know that that they were saying that Monica was mad at Captain Marvel. Because she wasn't on Earth like to help them. Oh yeah, yeah. And, I, I I did see something like that too. Yeah, and that um. So like, <clears throat> so like, we could potentially see her fighting like Captain Marvel. Maybe like you know like they they kind of just like go to blows, and like they end up fighting, and that that sets that up for like Captain Marvel two. Yeah, because I I did hear Captain Marvel two was gonna be like another Civil War type deal. Um. So that that does sound like a good idea. That that might be a way for them to lead into that. Uh, I also think it's a good way uh, for them to bring in more female uh, superheroes because I do know that that they've been wanting to do like a female Avengers movie, which I'd love to fucking see. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm glad they get they brought in Monica Rambeau the way they did with her superpowers. I hope I hope to see her fight Wanda, but I don't know why. All I could think about after last week's episode is now I just want to see Wanda and Dark Phoenix fight, and I know oh, Dark yeah. Phoenix. I know she's not in the MCU, but but after seeing how you know Quicksilver's been brought in, I just keep thinking like, all right, well, bring in more X Men. Let me see her fight Jean Grey because I, I don't. That's that's kind of what I'm hoping to see sometime soon. I feel like that'd be a that'd be a badass fucking fight, bro. Um, yeah. Uh, also, I I did realize how this last episode, Wanda, she's been like, I don't want to say naive, but. I guess like in, den- I feel like she's still in denial about everything. Like even though she hasn't been controlling everything, everything, um, I feel like she's still trying to find ways to like justify 
her actions, you know, if if yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, because I, I, I feel like, yeah, it, they I know the last episode they said it's all been Agatha, but I feel like a lot of it is still Wanda. So I'm hoping next episode they show what's Wanda, what's Agatha, and what I guess both of their end games were. Because now I'm curious how Agatha got got into the hex. Like if she was already in there when Wanda arrived, like you said, and and like maybe expose the, you know, her ex gene in her, or if she was already, you know, a witch before then, and you know, snuck in the hex or or or, or what, you know? Yeah. So I think she was al- already a witch, and I think she entered the hex afterwards. Okay. So okay. So th- that would let her be like, oh hey, like I see this is happening here. Like let me go and like meddle with that over there and see if I can do anything. Um, yeah. I do know that that the book that that they showed for her, like in, in her lair, that there's that there's a book missing in Doctor Strange's uh, Sanctum Sanctum Sanctorum uh-huh. from the Doctor Strange movie back in 2016. Yeah. That, yeah, that they showed a screenshot, and it was like from the movie, and there's one book missing there, and uh-huh. people are saying that it's possibly that book that shows up here in WandaVision, and that, and that's why this will tie into Doctor Strange. That that makes sense, and honestly, yeah, I, I kind of believe that, yeah, because I like, I did hear that she was going to be a, I don't know if she's going to be the main villain in Multiverse of Madness, but I did hear she is going to play a pretty uh, pivotal role in that movie, uh, Agatha. So. Uh, that definitely would make sense, and obviously it would it would close off that that hole in the Doctor Strange story as far as you know what book was missing and and why. Yeah, and then the, like like there's just still so many things that we still haven't Don't seen know. yet. Yeah, like yeah, like we're still kind of like in the dark about some stuff. Yeah, some I feel like probably still <laughs> about half. Um, I did start reading Secret Wars again. The the issue that I'm probably going to cover next episode, and yeah, a lot of the stuff that's in that issue is either that I feel like it's either kind of happened in the MCU or like they've gently touched on it, or I feel like they're probably already setting up for it. Uh, I'm not going to get into it this episode, but yeah, when I, when I was just, you know, rereading it again, I was like, man, dude, like, just like you said, it just made me think again, there's still so much that could be done and still so much that's probably already in the works that we don't even know yet, you know, and just stuff like that. And yeah. Yeah. And so uh, that's kind of our, our talk for like WandaVision for right now. Um, moving on to other Marvel stuff, we do know that Spider-Man is now named, what, it has its title, it's what? Um, no Way Home, I think? No Way Home, yeah. And no, Yeah. After they teased us yesterday with like three three <laughs> fake names. Yeah. It was like Home Slice. It was Home Slice, uh, Home Wrecker, and, and one more. Phone Home. Yeah, Phone, phone home. home. Honestly, I kind of liked the Phone Home one, the No Way Home. I kind of do and don't like it because it sounds too similar to Far Far From Home. Yeah. And now, now I'm just thinking like, well, basically this whole trilogy, the Spider-Man trilogy, um, it seems like none of it was even done in New York, which Spider-Man is big. You know, he's a big well, no, New York um, superhero. The The first one is. The first one was, yeah, yeah. But then after that, the second one, they were out of town. And even then, the was it the first one where they went on the field trip or that was the second Yeah, one? yeah. That's the first one where that, they got to D.C.? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so even though they go back to New York and then that's where he fights Vulture, it's still, yeah, they're still in D.C. And basically, they're not in New York the whole time, um, which at first I did kind of like because, yeah, like, all right, the first two um, Spider-Man movie series is obviously were in New York. Like, everything of Superman or Spider-Man, I mean, has been in New York because that's how he's known. So I do like how they're like, okay, you know, let's, let's take it elsewhere on, on the map. 
But I don't know. At the same time, I, I feel like what makes Spider-Man is his home, which is New York. Like he is New York superhero. Um, so the fact that he's going to be not home again in this in this movie, I'm I'm not sure how to feel about it just yet. Um, but I'm I'm just I'm waiting for the trailer. Once I see the trailer, then I'll I'll know for sure. You know whether I'm on the good or on the on the good or bad side of the fence. <laughs> yeah, and um, they're still so like like all we know like, like is the title now. Like that's yeah. it, and so there's like we start to see the the first trailer. We start to see a, a, a bunch second, of other stuff come out. Yeah, yeah. And the movie uh, comes out in December. So yeah, and and also the fact that it's called No Way Home still also le- leads you to think, okay, is he no? Is he not at home? Like, cause he's out of town again, or is he not at home because the multiverse? You know what I mean? So I like I, I kind of am excited and and like scared to be excited because. Yeah, um, uh, that image that showed with him, Mary Jane, and, and his friend uh, Ned, I, like their faces just look like puzzled. And I'm like, are they in a multiverse or did they see something like what? You know, it's I'm, I'm kind of excited for it. Um, I'm trying not to get too anxious for it, though. I don't want to get my hopes up too much and then be disappointed. Yeah, <clears throat> I think it's it's no way home because like he literally can't go home now because of like getting exposed. So like his home will be camped out by people trying to get pictures of him trying to okay. see like if it's actually him so like that'll set up the main part of it and then the no way home i think will also lead into like he gets stuck like like in the multiverse uh-huh. and i think he he ends up stuck like 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 in the sony verse okay see th- that kind of makes sense um and would be better uh i i hope that's what happens also i did forget that last spider-man movie yeah mysterio reveals his identity so n- now the no way home does kind of fit a little better um, if that is how, the plot of their storyline. Um, also, I did see in an uh, interview that was released today that Tom Holland said that he, when he signed the contract uh, to be Spider-Man with Sony, he signed for six movies. Um, this is going to be his sixth movie, and he did say that he has not signed anything to extend it or he doesn't have any contracts after. So you saying that he might be stuck in the Sony-verse uh, well, first off, I hope so, because I know that they're, they're, they're going to do their own like Venom verse with Venom and Morbius. And and I know they plan to do other supervillain, have their own standalone movies. And I do know they plan to bring in Spider-Man eventually to that. Um, so hopefully that's what they do. Maybe once his six contract is up with the MCU, uh, maybe he could still do something with Sony or I don't know. Maybe they could, you know, both come up with something again to where he can do both. Because, yeah, I'd, I'd really I. The the supervillain movies that they're gonna do Morbius, Venom, and whatever else they have planned. I mean, it's it's not gonna be the same if Spider Man's not in it. You know what I mean? So so either way, I I hope he still does some more movies. Uh, he did say in that interview also, he's all like, if they want to make ten Spider Man movies with me, I'll be there for all of them. So he definitely is on board for whatever their next decision is. Yeah, and um, uh, uh it, it's just like do they kill him off here then? Like, does he get killed here? And like, do we see Spider-Man die like on screen now? <laughs> are, are you, uh, are you saying for this last movie or? Yeah. Cause I mean, like with how things are with Sony and the MCU, like he, like, like Sony doesn't want to keep letting them borrow Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, that, that's why, like, yeah, I mean, I don't want them to kill him off because then that would lead to another Spider-Man reboot. And I feel like we have too many. So I feel like if anything, the, uh, hopefully they do something like what you said, where, yeah, maybe he's stuck in the Sony verse. And then if he does do more movies, maybe it'll just be just Sony with him and whatever 
you know, villain movies they they have planned, like I was saying. And if Spider-Man does come back into the MCU, uh, maybe that's where the multiverse can come in. And I guess they could just hire another actor or, or maybe Toby or Andrew Garfield wouldn't uh, <laughs> wouldn't deny coming back. I'd love to see that, but I don't think we'd ever get that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, like we know that this is his last movie because it's his three Spider-Mans, it's yeah. Civil War, and then Infinity War, the, and then Endgame. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's definitely his last movie MCU-wise. I don't think it'll be his last Spider-Man movie, though. I, I think Sony definitely is going to plan to keep them around for their Venom and Morbius and other other movies. Oh, also, um, I don't know how true this is, but I know Keanu Reeves was being looked at or confirmed or or whatever to be uh, Craven the Hunter, because I know he is, uh, that is the next movie that they, the next Spider-Man villain movie that they plan to make is Craven the Hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I don't know how true that is with Keanu Reeves, but I'd love to see him uh, play anybody, but Craven the Hunter would be badass. So like I said, I, I feel like Sony has to keep Tom Holland, because um, if not, like I said, that's just going to lead to, probably, that would probably lead to more, spider-man reboots which i feel like we've already had too many within these 10 years uh so yeah like as even though andrew garfield is my favorite spider-man I, I think we should just stick with tom holland and uh i just they just need to do the best that they can with them yeah and um so kind of moving past all the uh mcu stuff what tv shows are are you watching right now uh have you finished anything uh i'm about to finally finish that cart the harley quinn cartoon um <clears throat> I finished Punisher a while back. I feel like I just finished something else. Uh, I guess I haven't finished anything else that big yet. Have you finished the Mandalorian yet or no? Oh, yes, yes. I finished season two of Mandalorian. So uh, that's definitely something we could could speak on. What do you think of that, uh, of the last episode? Okay, so the last episode, that's when, uh, what's what's Mark Hamill's character's name? Who does he play? Is it? Luke Luke? Skywalker, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I I see when he comes and gets and he gets uh Grogu. So well personally the CGI wasn't all that but yeah. as far as like as far as scene wise, you know, story wise, I did like it. I like how they brought it back <coughs> in. Um so I mean I don't know if they plan to keep Grogu in the Mandalorian storyline or just in this you know, I know I know they, they plan to drop other Star Wars spin off TV shows. Um I mean, overall, I liked it. It was badass. Uh, I can't wait for season three, but I'm not going to lie. I'm more like, I, I kind of watched the show more for Grogu. I mean, I watched it for The Mandalorian. Don't get me wrong. But I like now I'm just more curious about, okay, like, like who's Grogu? Like, who's he going to become? Who, what's he going to turn into? What's what's his story? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, overall, it, it was badass. Um, I did like the character that uh, that girl Gina played, the one that got fired. So, <laughs> I mean, I know why she got fired. So, I mean, it is what it is. But I did like that character as well that she played. Uh, I think she played it pretty good. Yeah. And uh, so like th- this sets up different kind of stories like in the, the like Mandalorian like universe here. Yeah. Um, I know the next one is like Boba Fett's story, which like, yeah, like, that- he was in the show. Uh huh. And and he ended the show too. I think with that last scene. Okay, so so that that bald headed guy that that is Boba Fett. Yeah, that's Boba Fett. Okay, okay, okay. See, I I didn't know he wasn't Mandalorian, but I feel like that's why. Like okay, like I love the Mandalorian, but there was some stuff like I was telling you how you know certain words I hear I don't know what they are like the Order sixty six and 
Well, I, I know that there was the Republic and now there's the New Republic. So I, I do need to finish the first six episodes of Star Wars, the movies, so I can fully understand these TV shows because I do like them. But yeah, sometimes I'm like, OK, who's this person? Like, what what's what's, you know, this order they're talking about or this uh, war they're talking about or just little things here and there. I, I feel like I'd understand better and enjoy better if, if I if I watched all the Star Wars movies. Um, I have watched episodes seven, eight, and nine, uh, and episode three, but I've never watched one, two, or four through six. Dang, I I just rewatched uh one and two yesterday. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I really didn't like them that much. Like it, it the the like CGI was, was like really bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the 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 storytelling at times was kind of just like, yeah, like, like, like lazy. Yeah, like, like this felt better when I was younger. Yeah, see, that's a lot. I, I started episode one uh, of Star Wars, and yeah, it was. I started, I messed up starting it like on a late night. It was like midnight. So I watched like maybe 45 minutes, and yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't stay tuned. So I just went to sleep. Um, but I do plan to watch all six of them, even if I got to force myself to. But I do like Star Wars. It's just, yeah, I feel like the first three, um, they're just a little slow, they're a little boring. Um, yeah. But uh, going back to the Mandalorian, I mean, I like it. I feel like John Farview. I feel like he. I, I think he's just a great storyteller. Uh, for those who don't know, he's he is the director of Iron Man and basically what launched the MCU. And he's also the director for the Mandalorian. So I feel like just him being the director. I I love all his work. So yeah, like I said, the storytelling in Mandalorian, the action, um, it gives it more of like a realistic vibe instead of just like everything being so fake and fantasy and like, you know, happy ending and all that. Like, I feel like John Farview brings in a little bit of of, a realness with him with anything he does. Um, So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely excited for season three, which I did hear we probably won't get for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, the 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 showrunners and like head guys kind of for it is uh John Favreau and then uh Dave Filoni who was the head for the Clone Wars series which like everyone loves and then he also headed the Rebels series and then now he he was helping with the Mandalorian as well with Favreau so um ho- okay. hopefully these guys they continue to stay on top of Star Wars cuz like they do really well yeah and for the most part the fandom seems to like when they're in charge because like they're like they don't ever like they don't disappoint. <laughs> yeah, I I just feel like I don't know the 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 way they they do the storytelling is more fun, especially for something like Star Wars. You know, back then everyone's always judged it for being boring because yeah, oh, it's in space, it's slow, it's it's long movies with you know it takes place in the dark. It's just no no one likes it. But I feel like the way the the approach they've taken is different. I know a lot of the old Star Wars heads hate like us new Star Wars Star Wars fans, but it's just like I mean. Fans are fans, and I mean, if we're fans of the new shit, then I mean, let us be. You know, like I, like I said, I, I think they just do a better part of of uh, storytelling and just making it more fun to watch. Yeah, and and um, like to me, like four is very slow. Like the well, the the like original movie, so like a new yeah. hope, like like that one's very slow. It's hard to watch, uh-huh. but uh, yeah. After that, like five and six are like really really good because of like like all the story elements in them. Uh-huh. And then one to me was very slow. Like it, it, it just, it, it just felt like too much CGI, too much like away from like the main storyline. Yeah. And then episode yeah. two, Attack of the Clones, while like like it's like really good, um, like, like it just pales, like it pales in in storytelling and in like in acting and in and just kind of everything like CGI like versus like episode three and then episode seven, eight, nine. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, well, back to Mandalorian too. So, okay. Since that was Boba Fett, you said Mandalorian takes place after episode six, right? Yes. Okay. So isn't Boba Fett in one of the first six Star Wars? Yeah. So Boba Fett gets killed in, well, they, like off screen death. He, he falls into okay. a, he he falls into a, a man-eating pit kind of thing, mm-hmm. and that's episode five or six. I think it's six. Yeah. So okay. So he loses his armor, which then pops up in the Mandalorian. Okay. And then he okay. gets the armor that, from Mando. Okay, that's yeah, that's what had me confused because yeah, when he meets up Mandalorian um, and says he wasn't a Mandalorian, but that that was his father's armor, I'm like, okay, so this is Boba Fett's son. And then when he said Jango Fett was my father, I was like, who the fuck is that? Okay, <laughs> okay, so um, I I can explain it for you and for anyone who hasn't watched Star Wars. So Jango okay. Fett is the original Mandalorian who was used as the base for the clones. So all the clones are based Wait, off of Jango Fett. Oh, okay. At, like, like, like armor wise, you mean? No, or? no, like, 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 there, like, there's, so, like, there's, like, so back in the era of like Anakin Skywalker, like Obi Wan Kenobi. So episodes uh-huh. one through three, starting in episode two to three, there's um, the like clone army. Those clones uh-huh. are built from Jango Fett's, like, from his like DNA. Okay, okay, I get what you. And mean. then Boba Fett who was a kid. In episode two, he was uh, Jango Fett's son, who is also a clone. So Boba's a clone of Jango, but he was allowed to to be raised by Jango a- as his son. Okay, so you said Jango's <laughs> a clone? Yes. No, no, so Boba Fett is a clone. Jango is the original for all the clones. So they built the clones from his DNA. Off him. Yeah. Okay, okay. Now, okay, now, now I get what you mean. Okay. Okay, and but and Jang and Jango Fett was he was he was actually a Mandalorian also, yes. though, right? Or okay, Jango Fett was actually a Mandalorian. Um, Boba Fett is a clone. The other Mandalorians that are in the show, which is there's the wrestler's character, uh, uh, Mercedes Rain. There's her character. There's a dude, and there's one one other girl. Um, the 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 girl with the red hair. They're actual. They're actual people from Mandalore as well who are in the Clone Wars. Okay. So they're actual like Mandalorians, and then Mando is uh he was kind of like forced into the 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 Mandalorian lifestyle. Yeah, since they since they basically adopted him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also, what? Uh, so all the clones, like the the. So the the clones are the the guys in the white suits, right? The stormtrooper suits, or no? Yes. Yeah, so so in in episodes four through six, though, and in, in episodes seven through nine, they're stormtroopers, which are actual people who are in the suits. Oh, okay. But okay, it's clones in the Clone War era, which is when okay. it was the Republic. Okay. See, and and see, those words is what confuses me when I hear those in the Mandalorian. I'm like, okay, like who's the republic and who's the empire like which which armor defines you know that which which coalition you're with or whatever you know what i mean um that that's what always would get me <clears throat> yeah like it's it's like it's it's a hard transition to 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 kind of realize if you aren't used to it yet it, yeah but yeah so, so so there's there's an era where it's clones in the white suits and then okay. after after movie three, so in movie four, they're stormtroopers. Okay. 
and from there yeah, it's, it's and from there it's regular people that are in the suits. Yeah, which is like uh, Finn. Yeah, yeah, like Finn, Finn, right? And like Captain okay, Plasma. Okay, okay, yeah. See, see, okay. So really, really, I just need to watch the first six movies. Excuse me, and I feel like I, I feel like I'll be on board with everything after that because I feel like that's the only thing confusing me is just everything that happened from episodes one through six, really one through three. Cause yeah, if you said stormtroopers or four through six, I knew of stormtroopers, uh, clone wars. I never knew why they called it clone wars. I was like, aren't they search stormtroopers? <laughs> but okay, yeah. So, so now I get it now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, um, that, I mean that, that was a long dive into just like star Wars talking. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, just like random <laughs> stuff kind of going on, like in the star yeah. Wars, in the star Wars, just like universe universe. Yeah. Um, yeah. As speaking of universes too, um, before we head out, uh, I'm I am excited for that Godzilla versus Kong. I do like how they're making their own monster verse out of that. So I, uh, I'm I'm just really excited this year for all the new movie universes that we have. We got the DCU, we got MCU, MonsterVerse, um, Star Wars's universe. Uh, I've been seeing these rumors that supposedly Big Hero Six might make their MCU debut so uh, it seems like hopefully they're probably working their way to slowly start maybe doing crossovers or just uh, you know things like that especially with like like I said Godzilla versus Kong so uh, yeah that that's really badass and hopefully something we can we can speak on uh, if y'all want if y'all like or or once those movies come out just depending how uh, how much more they do with all that yeah and then the 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 Kong versus Godzilla movies coming out on HBO Max too like the which one the the Kong and like Godzilla movie. Oh yeah, yeah, that one's coming out. Yeah, on HBO Max uh, with the with the Snyder cut of Justice League. I feel like there's another movie Isn't coming the, out on HBO this year. Mortal Kombat movie too. Yes, that's the one I was thinking of. Mortal Kombat. That that's another thing too. I'm pretty sure with all these movie franchises doing their own movie universes, I'm pretty sure Mortal Kombat is kind of trying to get in on that action. So I'm pretty sure after the first movie, we're probably going to start getting other movies and sequels and TV shows from them as well, um, which, which will be badass. And I, I mean, I personally would not complain if we got a, 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 a like DC versus like, like, Oh, that, that's what I'm saying. Like DC dude, versus like, a, Mortal, Mortal Kombat, Kombat movie, yeah. yes, dude. Because that's what like to, to hear the, <laughs> that that they're thinking about bringing in uh, characters from Big Hero Six. I mean, obviously they can do that because they're you know Marvel and Big Hero Six are both owned by Disney, but it's still somewhat of a crossover. Uh, so that's why I said hopefully this this will lead to other movie franchises maybe doing crossovers with you know a, a completely separate movie franchise with something like that. You know, yeah, DC versus Mortal Kombat, which will. That'd be badass, but yeah, that's uh getting a little, little more off topic again. Yeah, and and I mean under the the the, the like Mouse House is uh is Marvel, it's Star Wars, Pixar, and then all uh-huh. the all the Disney stuff too. And I mean like yeah, I mean there is a time machine in the MCU and Star <laughs> yeah. Wars is in a galaxy a long long time ago. A long time ago. So, so that that's what I'm saying. I I feel like I feel like honestly I feel like everything is just barely beginning as far as movie universes. Um I know MCU is pretty deep in their MCU but all these other movie franchises are barely are barely jumping on the train uh which I like. So yeah, I, I hope it just opens more doors for endless crossovers and endless endless multiverses no matter what what a uh, company. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Um, unless you have anything else to add, we can end it right here. 
Yeah, I'm I'm good. I think we've spoke on everything for uh, the past couple weeks. All right, and with that, this is the fourth episode, I believe, of, of Blaze Reviews. Make sure to leave a comment if you like it. Uh, go ahead and rate it on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you rate podcasts at. Please leave a rating. It helps us grow. Um, and with that, I'm your co-host, Freddie Inferno. Y'all know where to find me at Freddie Inferno on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, and I'm Alex Espinosa. You can find me at Lower East Bandit on Twitter and Imp the Bandit on IG. And with that, we out.